0: What's up, church planters and all you fans of church planting? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend and fellow planter in arms, Matt Hess. And you guys are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. So whether you're a lead church planter or you're on a church planting team or you're just a fan of church planting, then this podcast is for those of you who want to get in the trenches and advance the kingdom of God. What's up, Matt?
1: What's going on, brother?
0: Not much. How are you? Doing good,
1: man. Doing good. That's good. Been a, it's been a good week. been a good week. We turned six years old Sunday at Fellowship Pickering.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thanks, man. And that's it's exciting. Hard it's hard to believe.
0: It is hard to believe. It's hard. A lot has happened in those past six years.
1: A lot has happened, man. It goes by so fast.
0: Yeah. What's something good that's happening besides the anniversary? What's something exciting coming up in the Fellowships Network up there and in, in the GTA?
1: Oh man. Uh, we got the, there's a sisterhood. They got a network wide sisterhood gathering coming up this, this, uh, this Sun uh, this Friday night. And, yeah. um, so that's pretty cool. Our sending church carnival first Baptist. They sent, they're sending, sending up I I don't say sending down. They're sending up a group of women to, um, to lead that. And then on Saturday, they're going to do some more in-depth chronological Bible teaching, um, you know, kind of Bible discovery stuff. So that's going to be really good. And, um, my, one of my professors from seminary, um, his name is Stan May, Dr. May, uh, his wife and him, Iva and their daughter, Jennifer, they kind of all do that as a family, but it's really, I think it, I think it was really Iva's, uh, vision to start out with, but it's really good, man. Just chronological Bible teaching. And, um, it's cool how they teach, like just to get it, getting an overall view of the scriptures and how it all connects. It's, it's important yeah,
0: to absolutely. understand that. And you guys, you know, recently had another church launch in the network, yeah. right? So, yeah.
1: Church 21. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you, man, they're doing good. They, um, they're, they're not meeting every, every week right now. They're, they're meeting in homes and they're about to start meeting like every week on, I think, I think they've been uh, looking at like Saturday nights actually. Okay. So that's kind of different for us as a, as a network. We've never really done anything like that, but, um, you know, they're, they, man, they're doing a really good job, connecting with a lot of people and, um, a lot of, a lot of Zimbabwean uh, people across the GTA. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's, that's different for us, but it's, it's amazing, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing great, great work.
0: It's awesome. And then you got another church plant kind of on the way. In yeah. The, in got one oven. on the
1: way, got one in the oven and got one in the <laughs> oven working out in Bowmanville and, um, yeah, man, got a, got a family that we're, uh, um, that we're that we're talking to right now and and so yeah man about joining the network so god's doing good stuff continues you know just to keep on uh blessing and and so yeah just just want to just want to keep on uh i always think about like i always think about just like a like God's blessings kind of like just being like, a, 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 you know, in the country, like Texas, Oklahoma, you'd be driving and like there's a rain cloud, you yep. know, and it's just like falling right there. Mm-hmm. I always think like, I just want to stay under the rain cloud. Yeah. You know? I yep. just want to stay under the blessing cloud. So mm-hmm. what's going on with you guys?
0: Oh man. Uh, quite a bit actually. Uh, you know, just, it, but a lot of good stuff. We're really encouraged yeah. by what God's doing here. Um, you know, we're, uh, continuing to, you know, just to see, uh, you know, God add to our number. Uh, really seeing, um, you know, multiple streams of like multi generational yeah. discipleship taking place now, which is really exciting. So, we're, yeah, we've been really focused on making disciple makers and we're seeing, uh, the fruit of that. Uh, awesome. and yeah, so we're really excited about where, where, where we're at right now as a church. Uh, really feel good about things and so pretty excited for, pretty excited for the days ahead. We got a men's retreat coming up this weekend. So, very cool. uh, Tomorrow, leaving for a men's retreat. So I'm excited about that. Got a, uh, several of the churches in the area are going to be, uh, sending guys out. And so we're going to go and spend some time worshiping and, uh, fellowshipping with each other. So yeah, so it's good stuff. And, uh, my Houston Astros are on the way to, uh, the world series. Now this episode is going to come out after the series is over. So I hope it ages well. Nice. Um, yeah. because if the Yankees lose, this is going to sound really bad. Um, yeah. Like like false prophecy, but uh, I am predicting an Astros victory because we're better than the Yankees. Uh, Are they in the World World Series? Yeah, yeah. And so then the Washington Nationals went to uh, are in the World Series now. And so if the Astros win, they're going to be playing the Nats in the World Series, and the Nats are their stadium is five minutes from my house. So. Right now.
1: You think you get World Series tickets?
0: Well, I'm thinking about taking up a love offering at church for the pastor to afford World Series tickets uh, this Sunday. Because right now, the cheapest tickets are right at about $1,000 for the World Series for one ticket.
1: Wow. They're going to be like, what's a love offering, pastor?
0: Well, I'll explain it to them. So. You have to articulate it. I will.
1: Yeah, man. Just stand in the back with like one of those red bells uh, from the uh, Salvation Army. Salvation Army.
0: Yeah. Just but like, it's going to be, man, baseball. I'm really, really, I've, I feel like I've got to find a way to get to a game because, like, yeah, man,
1: like, you have to. How
0: often do you, does your team come to your city in the World Series? Like, I, like, how often do you get to go to the World Series? So I don't know what I'm going to do, man, but maybe I just need to, like, you know, harvest one of my organs or something and sell it online. But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, man.
0: Who knows? So Cool. Well, hey, let's get into today's topic. Let's do it. Shall we? Shall we?
1: Shall shan't we?
0: We sh- we shan't We shall. shall. We're going to talk about your church plants website today. Now, you guys should consider yourselves lucky because Matt Hess and I happen to be experts on websites. Oh, Um, yeah. We design them and whatnot. We know a whole lot about the interwebs. Oh, Um, yeah. Like, we're pretty much experts by now because we spend... professional. We spend a lot of time on our computers. So, you know, that qualifies (laughs) us. So, oh, okay. Man. In all seriousness, Matt and I don't know anything about the technical acts, aspects of a website, but we do know a little bit about but. what it takes to uh, uh, present the right message about your church online. Um, yes. So we can, you know, we know the difference between a crappy church website and a good church website. And There's so, no
1: crappy church websites out there. <laughs>
0: well. <laughs> I beg to differ. So, yeah. what we're hoping to help you avoid is having a crappy church website for your church plant because that's just not good. And there's no reason to, quite frankly. Um, there's too much, you know, uh, good information out there now. There's too many resources. Uh, it's easier than ever, like, to be able to build a competent website, uh, you know, through a, a blog platform or something. Like, it's really. You know, like you have to, you have to really try hard to 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 suck at your website. And amazingly, a lot of people do. Like a yeah. lot of people have really bad websites. So we're gonna talk yeah. a little bit about that today.
1: Yeah, that's good, man. Um, I I remember back in the day when websites were first starting to kind of become a thing. You know, on for churches and stuff like that, and Mm -hmm. it was it was pretty amazing if you just had anything, yeah, right. If you had anything on the on the interwebs, it was edgy. I mean, like it was pretty edgy, you know. But yeah, I mean, but it's also amazing to this day still how so many churches don't see that it really matters.
0: Yeah, uh, why why is that? Like, why do you think that there are still so many churches that kind of uh, either ignore it? Uh, Or they, you know, even can be kind of like, almost like have this, I don't know, almost take pride in the fact that like, oh, we don't, we don't concern ourselves with, you know, worldly things like a website. Like, (laughs) Why is that?
1: Yeah, but they use Google 84 times a day. Uh, I I don't know, man. I honestly don't. I don't know why anybody in church leadership would think that a website doesn't matter in this day and age. Um, I, I, I do think that I... Um, as, as I'm having more conversations with guys, um, and gals who are like, it's just rethinking church and what it is and what it isn't and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's this idea that, well, um, if church is for the saints, if churches for those who have placed their faith and trust in Christ, then we're the ones who are supposed to be out reaching people and connecting with people. And so what's the point of having a website? Why do people even know we need to exist? Because we're the ones that are going to be inviting them into this body. And, um, and honestly, most of the time I hear that kind of stuff coming from like house church movement type guys and, and, and stuff like that. You know, they don't see the need or the necessity and maybe they don't, mm-hmm. you know, actually. Um, but but yeah, I think that's one. A lot of it too is in some place in the states that I've been to and stuff, and they don't have a website or their website's really outdated. They don't. They don't think that. They don't think it matters. They they don't think people are going to look at their website. They don't think they don't think they're going to. I'll put it just as clearly as I can. They don't think anybody's going to come to their church based off of their website. Right. And so a lot of times they just haven't made the switch in their mind of, of how people think. And it, as our, as our culturally continually progresses towards more and more techno- technological thinking and advances and stuff like that, you know, I mean, all the statistics tell us that, of course, people are going to look at your church website. Before they ever visit your church, they're going to check you out online. Yep. Um, you know, they're going to hear a message. They're going to see what you're about, all that kind of stuff. You know, they're going to look at your if you, what kind of ministries or programming you have. They're going to want to know if, you know, if it's safe and all that stuff. So, yeah, I don't know why folks don't think it matters, but there are definitely some who don't.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I've. Uh, We've actually got uh, a story from up there at our our church plants in Canada. Uh, There's a guy uh, that's a member of uh, Fellowship Oshawa up there, and he found us on... The, uh, the internet. He found us on yeah. Google and the way that he actually came to faith. It's really cool how God worked in his life. He began to just have questions. He was Greek Orthodox background. His family wasn't really involved too much in church or anything, but yeah. uh, God just began to, the Holy Spirit just began to draw him and he was having questions. And so he didn't have anywhere to turn. So he turned to the internet. Well, by yeah. God's grace, uh, he didn't find a crazy website. Um, he ended up like getting drawn to uh, desiringgod.org and gotquestions.org, which are two like really great websites that answer, you know, a lot of questions and have solid yeah. theology. And he just started reading stuff from gotquestions.org and desiringgod.org and started hearing the gospel over and over again. And he became convinced through reading articles on DesiringGod God that he was like, Oh, okay. So like biblically, I'm supposed to be in a church. Like that's yeah. like, if I'm going to be a Christian, I need to be in a church. It's not right for me to not be in a church. So he started Googling, and he found our church and he began to come and through the process of that a couple months later uh, he you know uh, you know I started meeting with him for discipleship and we would have coffee and read the bible and I just began to watch God change his heart and he got saved a couple months after that um and the light bulb kind of went off and man yeah. he's been growing ever since but I just I always love that story because God uses so many different ways of drawing yeah. people to himself and for for this young guy it was Literally, it was Googling and got and desiring God. And then through that, God used that to convict him that he needed to be in a church community. Uh, yeah. And I think so many times people will look at, at the Internet as an enemy of church community. Yeah. And, it, and it, it 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 can be used that way when, you know, you've got these, you know, like earlier this year, I don't even remember what it was, but, you know, uh, these people that were coming out with this church where, you know, you don't actually go to church. Your church is like online or something like that. And like, it's yeah. a, it's a global church of people yeah. that live all over the world. And, you know, like I, so that stuff is like, okay, like, uh, it's not exactly yeah. the same, but, um, you know, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we, you know, God can use these means to actually convict sure. people and draw them into a, definitely a legitimate biblical community. So,
1: no, I agree, man. There's, <laughs> I mean, we have multiple stories uh, in the network of not just at Fellowship Pickering, but all across the churches of people who've gotten connected to our churches through the through the websites, you know, and um, it's it's I don't again, I don't understand why anybody in today's day and age wouldn't think, you know, that um, that. That they wouldn't, <laughs> that that people wouldn't go online and look at what you're doing. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy to me, um, you know. So, I, I think I think it matters. I definitely think it matters.
0: Yeah, and you know, every week now, it's even more so in D.C. In Oshawa, it wasn't as prevalent. Like people just weren't as technologically savvy and dependent there. Yeah. Um, here in D.C., it's very much so. Like it's a big, big deal here, and we get at least one person every week at that you're visiting the church who found us online. Um, like, and usually it's more than one, it's, it's very consistent here. Um, you know, that people are going to find you that way. So, you know, like nowadays, um, you know, when you really think about it, I don't know about you, Matt, but when I am going to go, uh, to out to eat or something like that, like the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to look at reviews and I'm going to Google, you know, uh, you know, information about a store before I go, I don't like, I check every thing out online before i actually go in person because i don't want to you know have a bad experience i don't want to waste my time going somewhere and you know when i, I could have saved myself a lot of trouble by just checking the reviews first um you know yeah uh and it's the same with churches if somebody asks me now about it if somebody like um you know, we had somebody who was moving to another city, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, and they, you know, looking to check out healthy churches there. And they asked me about a church. Well, what did I do? I went to their website, right? That's the first thing I do. I'm going to go look. Okay. Like, what are they all about? What are they, what are they celebrating? What are they talking about? What's their statement of faith? Um, you know, and I can learn a lot about a church just by looking at their online presence.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the, you, you can go on there. I, I did the same thing. I mean, we go out to restaurants or whatever it might be like, we do the same thing and I even go, I have take taken a step further. Like I, I want to see if they got menus on the, on the website. So yeah, like when too. I come in there, I could just check out the menu and kind of know what I want before I even go in there. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, the opportunity to go in there and look and to see what, I'll, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it's a really good idea to have one.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, what are some mistakes and bad practices when it comes to church websites, specifically for church plants? Like, what are some mistakes that church plants can make? Uh, besides well, not, besides uh, not having a website.
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, not having one. I, I would say, you know, um, people people want to know and and our friend Jermaine Wall I mean taught me a lot about this but people want to see pictures people want to see the kind of people that are coming to your church that believe it or not like they want to see you know people eating together they want to see like if you if you have small groups perfectly you do they they want to see people in homes they want to see like relationships they want to see you know if you have kids ministries you know they want to see like kids engaging active you know, if you do community events, like being out in the community, like they want to see kind of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So like uh, I've seen websites with like a ton, a ton of words and like, you know, statements of faith that are just enormously long and like they're what they believe in every nook and cranny, you know, and all this stuff. And then they, they have like they have a the pictures that they do have are, are not they're not pictures of their congregation, but they're, they're canned photos, right? Mm-hmm. They're like pictures from like, um, photo services that you could pay for of mm-hmm. like a church, you know, and stuff like that. I, I tell you a funny story. Um, I, you know, I, I've this, uh, uh, we know Scott Ridenour, Scott was the community outreach pastor at Fellowship Pickering. He's down in Louisiana now, but he planted a church on Ottawa and he told me this story one time. Um, they, they're a pretty small congregation, the church that he led out there and, um, they had it, but he always took a lot of pride in having like a really nice website and stuff. And so this guy came to his church, and this guy was like, um. Afterwards, he's talking to Scott, and he said, "Man, I thought you guys are going to be a lot bigger church because your website was a lot nicer, you know, than than what like I'm seeing in person."
0: <laughs> I was just <laughs>
1: like, I was just like, wow, you know, that's that's nice. Thank you. Yeah, but um. Is but, that a compliment so think, or
0: is it an is, insult? Is, I can't figure is, it yeah. out. Is that a compliment? <laughs> or,
1: yeah, I, I think like the, 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 um, I'll never forget what a guy said to me early on in my church planning, um, uh, journey. You know, he said, act your age. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when your kids are misbehaving, you're like, hey, act your age, stop acting like a toddler, whatever it might be. But he said, act your age. And I have seen church plants. They're getting started, but they're trying to project something online that they're like a mega church, you know, and they're trying to they're they're trying to kind of paint a narrative that they think is going to attract people mm-hmm. instead of just being who they are, instead of just acting their age. Hey, listen, if you got, you know, 25 people, uh, you know. That that it's it's more of a family feel or whatever in God's sovereignty. Like right now, that's where you are. So there's people that are looking for that, that they're going to come and they're gonna they want to feel like a family. So like invite them into that. You know, you don't gotta try to project something that you're not. I see I see a lot of church plants actually that you bring it up um and their websites. I see a lot of church plants trying to do that, and I believe it's a mistake because the people that you're trying Mm -hmm. to attract, if they're attracted to that and you're not that, is that really what is that really the people you're trying to build your church with? I mean
0: Well and they're not just yeah. trying to. They're not just trying to project something that they're not. What they're trying to do is project what they want, what they wish they would become. Yes. And but the problem is, is in a lot of ways you're you're misleading people. Yeah, um, absolutely. So. Yeah,
1: it's it's in a lot of ways it's an integrity thing, right? Yeah. You're just you're just being dishonest. Um, you know, so I think that's important. I think another thing too, another mistake I see is not having. I I. I, I I know we try to stay away from the word like programming and stuff like that, because you don't want to be like this, you know, just this consumer type mentality church. But I do think that the things that you're passionate about, like your core values, the things that you want everybody to get to, to receive and get when they come into the life of your church, I think it's a mistake not to highlight those in some way. Hmm. So like if you have a disciple making culture, you know, to not have, Something that speaks about that on your website or, or whatever your values are, not to clearly articulate that, you know, um, I think that's a mistake too. I think things that are really wordy are is a mistake. Mm-hmm. I think, um, people are much more prone because of the YouTube influence. I think people are much more prone to watch like a, uh, a forty-five to a minute-long little intro video about yep. your church than they are to sit there and scroll through your entire website and yep. all the documents you upload. So those yep. are just a few things I could go on, but I won't.
0: Yeah. No, I think that uh, I think that's a great point, man. Um, all all the points that you made. Uh, I think that you know your site. Needs to be, you know, honest and a true representation of who you are. I think you need to have a lot of pictures on there, uh, and then I, I think you need to really create like clear on ramps for how people can get connected into the life of the church. Like I think like one of the things that drives me nuts about church websites is that they're they'll if they have a calendar... Number one, if you don't have a calendar, that's a mistake. And number two, most times when I see a church plant website. Uh, And I have a calendar. The calendar is not up to date. Like they don't... Like you'll go to the calendar and there'll be like three things on it for the entire month. And you know good and well there's far more happening during the yeah. month in that church, but they're not putting it on there because they're not, you know, and I understand the tyranny, the urgent takes over. And a lot of times these church plants are, you know, basically they have one person on staff and it's the planter and yeah. they've got a volunteer who is, you know, working, you know, a part-time job and, you know, trying to raise two kids and, you know, things have through the cracks. I get it. But I would just say if you're going to do it, then do it well. Uh, if you don't yeah. think you can do it, then just don't do it like don't have the calendar on there if you're not going to keep it up to date. Um, yeah, that's right. That's it. Just is a bad look, um, and yeah. I think it's frustrating. Um, so if you can't keep a calendar up to date, and that feels like too much, then just uh, put on your homepage just just maybe what you can maintain though is you can have the three uh, most important upcoming events uh, on the page at all times, right? And so you just have a little you know, kind of mini announcement area on your website. So do that instead, if you can't keep an up to date, you know, full monthly calendar on there. Um, but whatever you do, just make sure you're updating it. You know, uh, we've all seen the joke about, I think there's a Babylon Bee, you know, you know, article one time about the church website, you know, in 2015, that was advertising it's, you know, upcoming like 2004 fall festival or whatever, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like, because we've all seen that, right. Where right. you'll have stuff on your website, that was from three months ago you know exactly and it just it looks bad like honestly yeah it it really does so
1: yeah it does man and um but but people do it you know what
0: it what it what it says is that it says we don't really have much going on here at our church and you don't want people to think that because it's probably not true but that's what people think when they see it
1: yeah and and there are those people man who they will they'll 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 scroll through your website. I, I don't know what I man, I can't remember now, but uh, when we were kind of doing some of some rebranding and stuff like that, I remember um, we we got these numbers, but I forget the the average length of time somebody stays on your website, but it's super short, man. man. It's pretty minimal. Um, so they could see pretty quickly like Right away. I think that's why it's important. You know, like your homepage, whatever you have on your homepage, it should be like an action picture in some way. It should be like a, a photo of like, you know, um, uh, of like people gathering or what they can ex- or, or what to expect when they come or plan your visit, like uh, right on the homepage. There should be mm-hmm. something there that is to lead them or prompt them to take another step to like get more engaged.
0: The other thing people uh, that's that I think is super important to have and this has become like I hear this all the time is you need to be putting your sermons on your website so that people can yeah. hear them because that's one of the ways that people will check out your church is they want to hear your sermons and I don't blame them like if I was moving to a new city and I was trying to fi- join a church like I'm you know if I'm checking out different churches online uh, and I'll do this a lot of times when I have you know uh, friends or former church members ask me if for a recommendation on where they should go to church. I'm going to listen to the preaching uh, and see, like, is this church... You know, preaching you know faithful you know biblical sermons are they preaching the gospel uh, you know and the only way you can know is if you listen and so yeah uh, I hear I have people uh, all the time you know tell me you know they visited yeah we listened to your sermon online before we came yeah. like that's very very common uh, yeah. and so if you don't have that then I'll tell you what like I'll just be quite honest with you there are probably people who would have visited your church that did not come because you did not have your sermons online. Like, yeah, just straight up. I, I'm convinced that that is the case. Uh, yeah. And you can be, you can be super spiritual if you want to, and over spiritualize it. And say, well, it wasn't God's will for them to come anyways, or whatever. But I'm telling you this: if you believe that your church is a healthy church and a good church, if you preach the gospel, and if you want to do whatever it takes to reach people and to make disciples, then why would you not put your sermons yeah. on? Like, why wouldn't yeah. you? Um, like, don't yeah. don't over spiritualize this. Just you know, yeah. like, be a good steward of what you got.
1: Yeah, I think like, it, uh, yeah, it's, I agree. It's the, um, you know, part of this conversation too in church planting is who manages your website, right? Like who uploads your sermons? Who, mm-hmm. who does all those things? Cause I mean, I, I, I know like in our, in our, in our journey, I mean, there was times in the beginning where I was doing all that stuff. I was managing our website. You know, I was uploading sermons like until we started to grow and you were able to put people in position and stuff like that. And so I think you do have to be careful with how much attention and how much time and, sure. you know, like a weekly update I think is good to go on there and just to see, Hey, how does this look? And I think it's also good to ask, you know, just random, people, Hey, hey would you go send them your website? And, um, you know, hey, would you go and just check this out and and um, give me your first impressions of my website, and then just have really thick skin and be able to say, you know, like, oh, I didn't see it that way, you know, mm. but maybe I need to change
0: that. It's great advice. I love, I love that. That's, yeah. I, I would highly recommend the the listeners that you guys do that, uh, get some get some, uh, objective, uh, eyes yeah. on your website and see what I they mean, say.
1: Not your wife, right? It's like, Oh yeah, no. baby, it looks great. You yeah. know, but like, uh, especially yours. Cause she probably does like having your your w- it's like
0: having your wife evaluate your sermons. How, how was the sermon? <laughs> oh, it was great, babe. All right. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Yeah.
1: But, but <laughs> yeah, that's right. But like, um, I think that, I think it's important to to do that kind of stuff from periodically from time to time, because, You know, we have blind spots and we can think something looks great, you know, and how we see something, but somebody else could look at it and say, ah, I'm Hmm. not seeing what you're seeing, you know? So,
0: yeah. And you know, like, uh, depending on, like Matt was saying, depending on the size of your church and the gifts God's given you in the church, like you may have somebody who can help with this. You may not. Odds are, you probably do have somebody who could help with some of this stuff in your church. Um, you know, unless you're, you're just really a tiny church or if you're just getting started out. Uh, we, we didn't really have anybody when we were in Canada, except for my wife. Um, I, I tell people I have the church planners dream wife because Jen Uh is like my, she's my it expert. Uh, so not only is she a phenomenal disciple maker and just an absolute beast in the harvest. And, uh, in fact, we're like, we're going out together to go, uh, uh, in the harvest, like right after we get off of this this interview uh this podcast but uh she's also you know she's got a a degree in uh uh, cinema and film Uh, she does graphic design she can do basic web stuff she's a photographer so like obviously like that works out pretty well for me as a church planner because those are things that church planners need uh and by the way hey jen does have a business shameless plug send me media so literally all literally all she does is she does work exclusively uh almost exclusively for uh for for ministry. So church plants, um, uh, I guess I wouldn't say that, but she does a lot of her work for church plants and for church planning networks and for churches uh, and uh, nonprofits. So if you do need some help uh, kind of beefing up your your website or your graphic design or you know things like that or you want to do like a promo video uh, done that you can stick on your website, then uh, shoot me an email uh, or you can shoot her an email if you can uh, find her uh, online, send me media. does yeah, awesome stuff. Yeah. She can help you out with that. But anyways, kind of got off track. Uh, so yeah, you probably have somebody in your church who can help. Uh, like right now we're blessed at our church. You know, not only do we have Jen, uh, who's, uh, does a lot of this stuff, but we've also got somebody who, um, works for another well-known nonprofit as their marketing director. And so basically his job is he does, All of their marketing stuff. So he does their videos, their mass emails, their social media. And so he's doing that for us now. Um, he's, He's managing our social media. So you might have somebody in your church who you could just go to and say, Hey, would you just post one post a day to our Facebook and Instagram account? And yeah. man, that's a great way. It's an easy thing for somebody to do to serve your church. It won't take very long. You know, just ask them to post a picture or something like that, or a quote from a sermon, or the link to last week's sermon once a day. Have somebody do that. And it's a way to keep an online presence. So
1: we haven't even talked about social media on this, yeah. uh, you know, but that's really important. I mean, if you don't have a social media presence as well, that you're doing stuff, you know, and I've, we've learned a lot of lessons about like, you know, so much, so much of social media is part of vision as well. Mm -hmm. And like what you want to project and how you want to project your church. So it's important to get the right people, but man, there are, there's so many tools out there. There's just like so many incredible tools nowadays that you can use. I mean, and services that you can subscribe to, you know, where they, you can get like images with like scripture on it and Mm -hmm. you can like, post it, you know, and that could be one of your posts. You just want to have a presence. Like if you go to somebody's social media channel and like, you know, they, they haven't posted something in like, you know, three years or whatever, it's like, is this church even still around, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you can definitely like, uh, some churches literally, you know, look like they are like dead when you look at their website and they might be like upper operational and up and running, but you know, social media website, um, like it or not, you know, you might not be a fan of it. Maybe, you know, you hate the technological revolution and you hope that it goes away. Uh, and you wish (laughs) that you could go back to the eighties or whatever. And, you know, in some ways, like I'm an old soul and I wish I, I like simple things and I kind of wish that we could go back to the way things were I really do but like it or not this is the world we live in and so yeah. we've got to you know deal with the cards that we've been dealt so to speak and we've got to reach people where they're at and I mean I know that these are like I'm the first person that like gets annoyed at all these little like you know catch phrases and stuff that we use you know we got to reach people where we're at I'm like yeah yeah like what does that even mean you know but it's <laughs> Like I'm super cynical when it comes to that stuff a lot of time. Anybody that knows yeah. me probably knows that about me. Like I probably need to be less cynical, but yeah, it, there's a lot of truth to it though. Like the reality is, when we say reach people where you're at, where they're at, people are online. Like everybody's yeah. online all the time on their phones yeah. all the time. So let's you know give an accurate presentation of what our church is about to them. You know when they come to check us out.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I think I need a key word that you said there is accurate. I think it's really important that when people go on there, you're just trying to give them an idea of what to expect, right? That's right. And, uh, so that's really important. This is good, man. Yeah, man. Guys need to understand, you know, that their websites matter and uh, teams need to understand that their, that their websites matter. And I would just say this kind of as we wrap this episode up. I mean, the whole point in church planning is always trying to get people to take next steps, one more step closer to Christ. And if your church, if your website is not designed, To where people, it's not so much just like an information, like, you know, download where like, I just want to know every little thing I can about this church and their belief system and stuff like that. You're just trying, it's okay to have some of that, but you're just trying to get them to take next steps to get into relationship with you and ask questions about what you're about.
0: That's right. Well, hey, uh, guys, I uh, want to also just remind you again, uh, we wanted to uh, let you know if you haven't heard about another church planting podcast that we think you should check out. It's called uh, Church Planting Podcast by Clint Clifton and Josh Taransky. Uh, it's uh, another resource that Matt and I think could be really beneficial to you. You might find it strange that we're recommending another church planting podcast on our church planting podcast. But the reason that we do this is not so that you know we can build a big following or something. It's because we want to encourage and equip church. Planters, and we want to have fun. And we believe that uh, you will benefit and be incur- encouraged and equipped by checking out the Church Planning Podcast and listening uh, to Clint and Josh. Each week, uh, they interview various practitioners from around the world to talk about different aspects of church planning. And they've got a ton of experience. And we believe that you'll greatly benefit from their show. So let me encourage you to go and search for the Church Planning Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and other uh, podcasts. Platforms. In uh, this coming week, they're going to be interviewing uh, Thibidi Anyabwile, who I'm, uh, brother, I apologize if I'm butchering your last name. Uh, <laughs> Thibidi is an awesome brother, and he actually, their church is like 15 minutes from us. They're in Southeast DC, and they're going to be talking about planting churches in hard places. And um, so when we say that, um, you know, Thibidi has planted a church in a hard place, like I can attest to that. Uh, I, I have driven through Southeast DC, Southeast DC many times. Uh, I have other friends who uh, are doing work down there and it's a very tough place. Uh, and so I think next episode, next Monday for In the Trenches, Matt and I are going to be digging a little bit more into that topic in a little more in depth. So what you can do is you can check out uh, Clint and Josh's interview with the Thabiti this week. Listen to the Thabiti tell the story of Anacostia River Church and what God's doing there in Southeast D.C. Uh, this coming uh, Wednesday. And then the following Monday on In the Trenches, Matt and I are going to kind of go into the nitty-gritty a little bit more, talk more in depth about planting churches in hard places. And and I've got some experience doing that with our church plant in Oshawa. And uh, so I think that uh, we're going to enjoy digging into that topic. Sound good, Matt? Yeah.
1: Absolutely, man. I think it sounds great.
0: Awesome. All right, guys. We want to thank you, our listeners, for listening to another episode of In the Trenches. Uh, Make sure you head on over to www.getinthetrenches.com and there you can find links to all of our other episodes. We've got tons of content up there. uh, So you can go and check that out. Uh, Make sure, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to In the Trenches on your favorite social media, on your sorry, your favorite podcast your
1: favorite social media on
0: your fo- po- favorite podcast platform, whether it's Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, etc., please hit the subscribe button and then leave a written review. Because when you leave a written review, it helps increase the exposure of in the trenches. Basically, what that means is that the more people leave written reviews that are positive, then when people search for church planning podcasts, they won't find the bad church planning podcasts, they'll find the good Good ones, like in the trenches. Right. So we want them to find good in the uh, good uh, church planning podcast. So if you feel like this podcast is beneficial to you and others, that it would be a blessing, then will you please help us out and help others out by going and leaving a written review? That would be awesome. We're gonna be back next Monday with another episode of In the Trenches. So until then, go out there and get in those trenches, church planners.